Welcome to Agriculture in North Carolina. Hello, farmers and friends. I'm Dan Miller. This program is all about the largest industry in our state, agriculture. And on this week's program, we meet up with Jim Hartman, U.S. Army paratrooper turned beekeeper. And Jeff Turner and I will hit a few of the headlines that are affecting agriculture in our state. Program note, Henry Hinton's Talk of the Town program will be broadcasting live at the Southern Farm Show in Raleigh this Thursday morning, February the 1st. Henry will be joined by our own Jeff Turner, and his guests include Commissioner of Agriculture Steve Troxler, Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Negg, President of the North Carolina Farm Bureau Federation Sean Harding, Director of the Southern Farm Show David Zimmerman, and a host of others. Our broadcast of the Southern Farm Show is made possible by the North Carolina Sweet Potato Commission, Builders Discount Centers, Caps Trailer in Dover, Agri-Supply, Harvey's Fertilizer and Gas Company, Home Place Strawberries and more, and by the North Carolina Soybean Producers Association. If you're an ENC, you can listen to the program on your way to the show on 96.3 FM or 103.7 FM. If you're headed from somewhere else in the state, you can download the IBX Media app or stream it on WTIBFM.com. Show hours on 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. on Wednesday and Thursday, 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. on Friday. Admission and parking are free. And coming up in just a moment, we'll bring in Jeff Turner, my co-host, COO of Murphy Family Ventures and member of the North Carolina Board of Ag. That's next on Ag at NC. Our thanks to April and BG at the Farmer's Connection. If you've not put your hands on a copy, I highly recommend it. Farmer's Connection is a newsprint magazine with information and ads from dealers and suppliers right here in North Carolina and Southern Virginia. Check out information and equipment prices from dealers like Caps Trailer in Dover, Belgrade Pickerhead Repair in Cresswell, Nash Equipment in Burgaw, Atlantic and Southern Equipment in Goldsboro and Williamston, Scott Land Plains in Columbia, and Premier Equipment in Rocky Mount, Enfield, Washington, and Aden. Check out the auction schedules, too, of our buddy Jason Acock, auctioneer. The Farmer's Connection online and available at independent farm equipment dealers all over North Carolina. This is Ag and NC, made possible by Ag Carolina Farm Credit, First Choice Insurance Partners, and the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Got to be NC. Find links to those folks on our website, agatnc.com. Now let's bring in Jeff Turner. Sir, how goes things in Duplin County? You know, i got to tell you, I've been sitting on my hands all morning to keep from clapping. It's so nice. I thought you were going to say uh, to stay warm, but not I mean, North Carolina weather. What, a week ago and then this past week and the days ahead? If you don't like the weather today, just hang around. It's going to change tomorrow. It'll be different. So that's that's typical North Carolina weather. Go and with that's weather. That's not climate change. I just want to <laughs> insert that. Did you go with the knee? Did you flip it over to air conditioner and did you rough it out? Well, on a couple of occasions, we did have to cool things off a bit. Yeah. So. In the nighttime, she said, "Oh, please, we've just tur- <laughs> well, you turn the damn air conditioner on, you cheap soul." There you go. Yep. <laughs> You know, as with all management tools, a lot of it's boiled down to that thing you carry in your hand that's a little bigger than a 3 by 5 card phones. I was thinking as we turned over into 2024, Jeff, do you keep a, a wall calendar anymore or a day timer? You know, I don't. I disposed of that many years ago, and I'm still trying to get Linda to do the same. I, you know, she's always trying to get a calendar. I said, it's right there. You got it on your phone. I made the transition a long time ago. Certainly for a calendar, I look at my phone all the time, and I don't carry a daytimer anymore. The daytime or the planner thing I used to carry around all the time, and, and uh, I'm glad it's gone. 
As of this week, we've been producing this show for three years now. Wow. I know. I know. Uh, you had uh, the Dan, I- you're getting old. <laughs> hey, well, before we started this program, I didn't have hearing aids. Uh, you've burned a hole in my ear, Jeff. Uh, Sorry about that. <laughs> You and the Murphys had the idea for this program, got together with Henry, and uh, Henry knew right away on the Interbanks crew, the farm boy and the staff. I was traveling to Georgia at the time. We did a conference call with uh, you and Henry and I. Interesting to note, by the way, do you know what day that was, the exact day it was? What day was it? It was January 6, 2021. How about that? Because I was traveling, so it narrowed it down to a particular day, and I remember listening to the radio going, what's going on, right? And I just gotten <laughs> off the phone with you guys. I, I will take credit. I did suggest to Henry Hinton that we ought to do something to help folks in eastern Carolina, everywhere for that matter, understand the importance of agriculture and what it means to our state. I had no idea that I was talking myself into a... <laughs> A non In fact, he came to me and he says, will you take this program and, and do it? And I said, <laughs> <laughs> my days are a little bit too full for taking it over, but I'll be glad to help any way I can. And, and Dan, i got to tell you, I, I have certainly enjoyed our weekly visits. We have learned so much in the last three years and uh, have shared, uh, got to share so many stories with fabulous North Carolina farmers and hopefully impended a little wisdom on folks back in the opposite direction that we gained and, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, made people who are consumers of the farm produce uh, a little more aware of the fact that food doesn't just come from a grocery store. There's Absolutely. A, uh, you know, the American Farm Bureau had their convention last week. The organization launched a postcard drive to encourage farmers to tell Congress that they need a speedy action to the Unified Farm Bill. Uh, they also did um, a little electing of officers, by the way. Zippy Duvall continues on for another two-year term. They set their government agenda. They gave out awards. By the way, North Carolina was one of six states to receive the American Farm Bureau's Pinnacle Award, the highest honor for Farm Bureau to be awarded through program and member achievement. And North Carolina Farm Bureau President Sean Harding was there to accept the award, and he will be a guest of yours and Henry at the Farm Show coming up on February the 1st. I've met Zippy Duvall, which is uh, quite a name, good folks, and obviously Sean is doing a great job with the North Carolina Farm Bureau, and and uh, we're looking forward to uh, having them on the program. Things have grown a little bit. Obviously, the commissioner, Commissioner Troxler, is coming. He's, uh, this is his big deal. He loves the farm show. It's almost like uh, the second state fair for him, or maybe it's the first state fair of the year. A little surprise, uh, the Secretary of Agriculture from Iowa uh, is going to be in town. In fact, he comes in uh, on, on Wednesday night, and he'll be with the commissioner when he comes to the program on Thursday morning. So Secretary Nag uh, will be joining us, and I'm looking forward to that. He's uh, doing quite a, a good job, I'd say, and, and is a real good friend of Commissioner Troxler. So we're looking forward to, uh, to being with him. That's Thursday morning, February the 1st. Henry Hinton will be doing Talk of the Town live from the Jim Grand Building at the Southern Farm Show. And while you're on the way to the event Thursday morning, tune to Radio In. Jeff Turner will be his co-host for the morning. Priorities of the American Farm Bureau in their uh, in their legislative priorities, obviously to get some action on the Farm Bill, revise H-2A and H-2B programs to better meet the needs of America's farmers, and maintaining a strong crop insurance program highlight what they've got on their agenda to influence the government about for 2024. All spot on. It absolutely is, and and I'm reading, or I'm, I hear and I read, we may get a farm bill in 24. I 
Didn't think we would, but it appears that uh, there is uh, some forward motion, and, and I'm glad to see that because it's extremely important. The, the H-2A program and the insurance program are vitally important to farmers. Being able to insure a crop against those things, you can't control the weather and disease, and the, the, you're kind of on your own and, and having the ability to uh, at least try to insure to the point that you can get your input cost back is very important. Again, the labor situation, as always, continues to be uh, extremely crucial uh, to trying to, to plant and harvest a crop. So uh, I hope we can get some, hopefully, some reconciliation <laughs> and move things forward. Coming up in today's program, somebody was at that American Farm Bureau National Meeting, Jim Hartman. He is a bee guy from Linden, North Carolina. Jeff, use your North Carolina geography to tell us where that is. <laughs> well, Linden's kind of like uh, Potter's Hill. You, you don't know you're there till you've, till you've gone through it. <laughs> so, but he's uh, at, near Fayetteville, and, uh, and our guest uh, obviously has some ties back to what was Fort Bragg today. They call it Fort Liberty. It'd always be Fort Bragg to Jeff. Yep. It's going to be an interesting, an interesting interview and the importance of having pollinators and the, the bees, a healthy bee population is obviously extremely important to all of us. In the words of that famous program, Hee Haw, Linden, North Carolina. Salute! <laughs> <laughs> More Aganency in just a moment. This note about Bill Carone Cars in Wallace. They're the only Chevy GM dealer in Eastern Carolina to become an AgPAC dealer, which means any dealer who buys, which means any farmer who buys a vehicle at Bill Carone is eligible for more than $30,000 in savings on products you already use. Everything from tires to crop products. Check out the advantages of the AgPAC program at Bill Carone Cars in Wallace or online at BillCaroneGM.com. This is Ag and NC on Talk 96.3 and 103.7, sponsored in part by the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Got to be NC, North Carolina's official marketing and development program for agriculture. More than agriculture, it's got to be NC. I'm Dan Miller along with Jeff Turner. We're joined by Jim Hartman. Jim is the owner-operator of Secret Garden Bees in Linden, North Carolina. Jim, our modus operandi is to start out with a little information about the person we're talking to. So would you mind giving us a little show and tell about your life? Yeah, great. So, uh, yeah, I was raised in uh, rural Missouri, a county that's so rural we had one stoplight in the county. Lots of wheat, lots of corn. You know, growing up there, I worked worked on farms and uh, hauled a lot of hay, and I said to never go back to farming. Uh, went to college, uh, went in the Army after that, and did 10 years in the Army. And that's how I ended up in Fayetteville in North Carolina showed up for a two-year tour, and like many military folks here, I got out. And then I was a defense contractor here as a program manager for a large defense contractor for about 14 years. Eventually, though, the uh, the physical and mental injuries, some PTSD and other things, caught up with me. Running that big quarter-billion-dollar enterprise, it became too much for me. I was on some, uh, some medication from the VA that I did not like uh, because of the way it made me feel. So some of my other veteran friends said, hey, Jim, you know, you should try agritherapy. And uh, specifically, you know, bees. Uh, it can't hurt. So I did. And back in 2020, I started a, a really a hobby farm. It was just, it was super good for me. And I talked to my wife and I said, honey, I, I think I could, uh, I think I could turn this into a business. And once I got her over the skepticism, you know, we worked to turn this thing into a business. 
And I've come full circle back around to being a farmer from where I grew up. So uh, just in North Carolina where the winters are somewhat better than uh, uh, rural Missouri. I like not owning an ice scraper. I think that's a pop that I live in North Carolina. Well, if I didn't have any preconceived notions of what we'd be asking you questions about, I would say that you just opened up a can of bees, so to speak. The bee business is something that's extremely beneficial to all the things that we do in agriculture because they're pollinators. The bee business kind of went away, and so went the pollinators. And so all of a sudden... There is certainly a, a, a good number of folks who have become beekeepers. I saw your website. You had several different types. You had clover, honey. You had several different things. Tell us a little bit about the products. Yeah, so I run Secret Garden Bees. Uh, we package in a, a upscale package that appeals to a more of a discerning consumer who's willing to pay a little bit more for a quality product when they see it. Uh, we have clover and wildflower honey. The clover honey comes in really light and sweet, and the wildflower comes in a little bit more uh, robust. Uh, we've been blessed uh, here on the farm. I've used all of that business experience I had to really parlay that into an opportunity to, to market to large grocery stores. And so we've gone from back in 2020 to the average selling at the roadside stand to now distributing to over 70 stores across 12 states. And we're now adding uh, through a, an excellent USDA program called the Local Food Purchase Agreement Program. Uh, we're able to now uh, sell our, our products out and uh, is given away at food banks. So some of those who can't go into places like the Fresh Market, where my honey is sold at a premium, can uh, can now get it for free from many of the food banks in North Carolina. You're right. You know, beekeeping's gotten a lot tougher than it used to be. About 10 years ago, a a mite moved in from Asia called the Varroa mite. Its Latin name is actually Varroa destructor, if that tells you anything. It's now in every single hive in the world. And once that gets into the hives, you can't get rid of it. It's a parasitic mite, and it's uh, become a real, real issue. We have to just continually treat for it and monitor it, and it's caused our casualty rate on the hives to go from 5 to 10% up to 30 to even 50% in a given year. And so that makes it a lot harder to, to be a honey farmer than it once was. From the moment you decided to get started down this path to trying to make it commercially viable, and I understand like 400 hives is kind of a tipping point for being able to make an income out of this. Is that close? Yes and no. Uh, you got to have a plan. You know, there's two ways to do honey. Uh, one is to sell a lot of honey for a little, or you can sell a little for a lot. Uh, I went for the little for a lot and went after the higher end, higher profit location. You know, we, we've gone that direction, and that's allowed us to continue to operate with fewer hives than that. Uh, I'm only running about 60-some-odd myself. Uh, and then I've partnered with two other local beekeepers who are around me. They run, you know, anywhere from 20 to 100 hives. We pool our honey together, and I buy it from them, and then I'm going to be able to sell it out. And it opens up a market to those keepers that, that they would not have had otherwise. I try and keep around 20 to 30 on my property, uh, and then I've got agreements with two other local farmers. Who, One of them is a watermelon farmer, uh, and uh, uh, I've got another one who uh, actually runs dairy, uh, but they've got a lot of clover out in their fields for their dairy farms, and they're happy to have bees out there. Uh, it serves them, and it serves me. One of the easiest things is to find locations to put bees. Uh, and, you know, getting started in honey, I... Uh, yeah, I've got some PTSD issues, and the, the Veterans Affairs has done studies on beekeeping as a way to to deal with some of that, uh, mm -hmm. and it works. To work with bees, you have to be calm. You have to be focused. Uh, you really have to be in the moment and move very, very deliberately. 
it is just a natural way to treat anxiety and PTSD because you cannot be worked up when you go near them. It, they force you to calm down. It's been super, super good. And so that's how I got started. A couple hives there, and then I just started growing it. Uh, and then discovered that it was far, far better for me than working in a corporate environment where I was on the road several weeks out of every month, too. So it went all the way around. You've become known and quite successful. You didn't get to win the Innovation Award at the American Farm Bureau last week, but you did win the People's Choice Award, which, other than maybe the dollars, is probably far more gratifying. It is. It is. You know, just being selected to go to that. You know, they, they down-select to 10 companies from the entire nation uh, to go to that, and I was one of those 10. It was super honoring to be there. And then uh, today I'm actually on the road up to uh, – award ceremony where I'm one of the final four for the North Carolina Sustainable Business of the Year. And I hope to could become driving home with that award. That's great. It's certainly gratifying to know that agriculture can play such an important part with PTSD. And t- tell us a little bit about what it was you did in the military. Yeah, no worries. I was a paratrooper uh, in the 82nd Airborne for a number of years. And, uh, and then I... Uh, wanted a little more uh, intimate relationship with my ordinance, and so I transferred over to bomb disposal. You know, who knew in the Iraq war they were hiring bomb disposal people because they needed a bunch of them, so I moved over to that, did a uh, uh, tour in Iraq and during the surge. You know, that skill is surprisingly transferable to farming. Uh, <laughs> the ability to problem solve, work under pressure, and, uh, you know, understand electrical systems, uh, it works out pretty well. Yeah, it does. It's quite a connection. You know, if you're going to go in and defuse a bomb or dispose of a bomb and then leave that and walk over and shake up a, a hive of bees and see what happens. So. <laughs> well, or you don't shake them up, <laughs> which, is always, which is always a good plan in bomb disposal, you know? That's right. <laughs> Being nominated for the Innovation Award, obviously you're, uh, you're doing something a little bit different. Well, we propositioned that a uh, a farm that is profitable, uh, that runs completely debt-free. Uh, I've got, you know, some PTSD anxiety issues, and debt is counterproductive to that. One of the great ways we run debt-free that I, I would love to see more North Carolina veterans sign up for is we, we are, are under the Federal Veterans uh, Small Business Enhancement Act. There's a way to transfer government surplus property directly to a farm. And we use that. There's only 24 veteran-owned businesses in the state of North Carolina that are signed up for it. And, you know, I'm able to get forklifts, backhoes, containers, trailers, uh, so much things that I need on the farm for just, you know, hundreds of dollars. Uh, and we, we showed them how we do that. And then uh, we're working towards a net zero farming operation, reducing our energy consumption by both moving over to electric wherever we can. We produce that electricity using the government surplus solar panels that I use my bomb squad skills to, to wire up. Uh, and then we're also a place for veteran training. We're partnered with uh, the Soldiers to Agriculture program, uh, the North Carolina Veterans Farm, and several others to be a place where veterans can come learn how to enter agriculture and learn how I did it debt-free and in a healthy way uh, so that they can really make it a dream instead of a nightmare uh, coming into the agricultural operations. Jeff, you know, I think we, we've talked to a number of veteran-owned farms, uh, folks that got in as a, uh, as a second career from the military. I've not heard anybody mention the program you talked about with retired government assets. Is there some resource for that that folks can reach out to? Yeah, the, uh, the easiest way is just to Google the uh, North Carolina Federal Surplus Officer and send them an email, and, and they'll send you the link. 
Or someone can just reach out to me and I'll talk them through it. I've done a, a lot of presentations to teach farmers how to do this. And once they get signed up for the program, if they're local, I'll, I'll take them up on Fort Liberty and walk them through the yards where, where they can get equipment. Uh, and it is a, it's a game changer in, in the way to operate, you know, debt free and, and reduce my cost of equipment. Really like all farmers to know about is North Carolina just got an agricultural apprentice program approved. That's a, that's a great deal because veterans that sign up for that get, uh, they get a housing allowance because it's approved through the GI Bill. The, the state program screens those people. So if you want an apprentice, you want a, a, a qualified, capable, motivated person to come work on the farm, you sign up as a farmer for the program and they'll put an apprentice with you that you hire, uh, that, that's going to show up to work every day. Uh, and it's really, that's become a neat program, too. Again, what was the name of that program? That's new. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it just came out. I'll see, uh, it's the uh, our North Carolina Agricultural Apprentice Program. Let me ask before we let you go, because probably the biggest buzzword, at least of the last decade or so, is colony collapse disorder. Is that any better than it was? And is the bigger threat still this uh, this mite that you're talking about? They colony collapse disorder, they're now becoming more and more certain it's because of the mites. Uh, the mites ah. uh, make the mites make the hive inherently weaker than they should be, and it exposes them to more viruses and other things that they used to just be able to slough off, and uh, now it kills them. Are you able to uh, inoculate? Uh, there are like six different treatments you have to think through and think about how you're going to apply it depending on the time of the year and your level of infestation and you cannot get rid of them. All you can do is keep them down to a controllable level. And if you turn your back on it for even two or three weeks, uh, they'll, they'll just rise back up again, and you'll walk out there, and it'll be a dead colony. It's very, very frustrating. Jim Hartman of Secret Garden Bees, pleasure to talk with you. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate it, and uh, I'm going to get on the road to this awards banquet where I can hopefully walk away with a sustainable business award. Congratulations on your recent one, and I hope today's successful as well, and, and uh, thank you for your time. You're listening to Ag and NC on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. One of Ag and NC's sponsors at the Raleigh Farm Show is Builders Discount Center. And with me is Danny Langston, sales manager at BDC. So let's talk a little bit about what makes Builders Discount Center different. And for me, it's the drive through warehouse. You know, we're a full retail building supply. So you drive in, you get with one of our associates, and instead of being passed around from department to department. You know, that one associate stays with our customers throughout the shopping experience, helping them load the materials, you know, directly from the stack onto their truck and trailer. We also are a price point building supply, so with the discount center being in our name, you know, we work very hard to offer the best best prices in town on all the materials that we keep in stock. We have the hardware inside from the nails, tape measures, tools, all the way out into the warehouse. And there's no project really too small or too big. We can help with the chicken coop. We can help with big pole sheds. That is the reason we get involved at the Southern Farm Show in Raleigh. You know, we talked about the drive through part, but that's another thing that makes BDC BDC, and that is you can get a kit for a pole barn, a steel bolt-up building, garages, equipment sheds, storage buildings, even deck kits. Yeah, we specialize do-it-yourself packages. So uh, we have several do-it-yourself debt packages, storage building packages, pole shed packages, and then garage packages. And from that, we have a preset material list 
and cost with all the different sizes that they come in. And they can be customized. It enables a homeowner, you know, a farmer, if he's wanting a pole shed, to, to walk in and have an idea what budget, you know, they're wanting to spend and then look at the different sizes and options that fit that budget. And once we narrow that down, then we can get pretty specific on the color metal roofing and things like that. Kind of daunting, but doing one in the off-season for farming, if there is such a thing as an off-season, when everything comes all set to go, it makes it so much more imaginable. Speak a little on why we've been so successful in these pole sheds. It's been a huge part of our business for the last 10 years, um, and we're utilizing steel trusses that give us the span, the 20, 30, 40, 50 foot clear span on these shelters. Uh, you don't have to be a contractor to build, you know, a 40 by 80 enclosed pole shed. You can take an open pole shed that starts as a 40 by 60. You can throw a 20 foot lean to off one side one year. Uh, as your budget gets back right, you can throw a lean to off the other side the next year. Yep. Um, you can start small and and end up with the you know with the big building that you that you dreamed of and simple to to get there. Danny Langston, sales manager, Builders Discount Center. You can check them out online at buildersdiscount.net. But the best way to do it is to walk in a store, and there's probably one near you. This is Ag and NC on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Let's check commodity prices week over week. North Carolina egg prices were steady on small, higher on the balance when compared to last week. Supplies are tight to meet a fairly good demand. North Carolina weighted average price quoted Thursday, January the 25th for small lot sales of delivered carton grade A eggs. 249.33 for extra large, 244.92 for large, 205.82 for medium, and 146 for small eggs. Number two yellow shelled corn was four to seven cents higher compared to the prior week. Prices ranged mostly four fifty one to five twenty seven at the Peed Mills and four twenty one through five twenty seven at the elevators through Thursday, January the twenty fifth. Number one yellow soybeans were seven to twenty three cents higher, ranged twelve thirteen to twelve seventy five at the processors, mostly eleven twenty eight to eleven oh five at the elevators. Number two red winter wheat was eleven to sixteen cents higher, ranged four sixty three to five eighty seven at the elevators. That's this week's Ag and NC. Subscribe to the longer free podcast version on Apple or Spotify or download the IBX Media app and find it there. Details on all that and links to our sponsors on our website, agandnc.com. Thanks to Ag Carolina Farm Credit, First Choice Insurance Partners, and the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Got to be NC. Ag and NC is a production of Interbanks Media, copyright 2024. To advertise on the broadcast version or on the statewide podcast, head to our website at agandnc.com. For Jeff Turner, myself, Dan Miller, hope to see you at the Southern Farm Show. Make it a great week.